Hey everybody, welcome to the Dad in a Rock podcast. This is Sean Mulholland and... And Chris Regan. How you doing? I'm doing well, sir. How you been doing? Anything fun happening this week? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of... Well, I mean, not a ton of stuff, but... Uh, let's see. Uh, today we went to a uh, park near here. Uh, it's about, I don't know, about a 40-minute drive or so. Where they uh, they built these big giants. They're like statues, but they're made of wood. But they're they look like giants. Anyway, it's kind of so hard like to explain. Easter Island type setup. No, not not just the heads. Like they're full bodies. Um, and I forget the names of these things. But we took some pictures, and uh, it was really nice out. We kind of didn't think about the fact that it was uh, you know late July and about midday. So even though it didn't feel too bad when we first got there, uh, quickly became hot and sweaty, and I had uh, my daughter sitting on my shoulders as we were walking, and <laughs> it became pretty uh, pretty tough after a while. But yeah, we oh, yeah, had a good that, day. Yeah, that what? warmth and you know, those extra legs around you, your neck, yeah, I, I yeah. Kinda, that gets warm fast. You feel that you feel that pain eventually, but uh, ended up being a really nice day. We got dinner. It's kind of an early dinner, but. Um, yeah, that's uh, what we did this weekend, anyway, besides just hanging out. Did you do anything fun? Uh, not too much. Uh, well, I mean, today we had some family in town. We went, you know, spent some time with some uh, cousins and family members that we don't see very often that live out in the D.C. area. So that's kind of how what we did today. But, yeah, we actually had a, a pretty big day yesterday. I was kind of brave. I uh, took my two kids. Uh, down to Kings Island and called in a, a, a favor to my mom. Yeah. And uh, she came down with us, and we spent about four to five hours down there in the in the nice, the heat, and uh, kind of had a, had a good old time down there. Got soaked. Was the yeah. uh, sun blazing where you were, too? Oh, it, it was nice and toasty, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we did not you know, escape the sun in any way. But, uh, yeah, that's something I kind of wanted to, you know, just talk about a little bit yeah it's kind of funny because we've been taking uh my son down there for a couple years now zach right and uh he enjoys it but he i can absolutely see the him getting braver and braver yeah it's one of those things like eventually originally he started this little roller coaster and then he loved it and then he wouldn't get on anything else and eventually i was able this year i actually jumped right into it threw him right on this roller coaster he loved it it was one of those suspended ones. Your feet dangle. It's in a kitty area, but I was like, okay, I'm just gonna. I may push it a little bit, see what he thought. Yeah. Uh, his first reaction when he was riding, because I just watched him. I was just looking at him the whole time. He was kind of terrified and got off it, and he was like, "Oh, let's go again, Daddy." <laughs> and and there's only one like cart for this one, so it takes a while for his line to move. I'm like, oh right. no, we'll do it maybe later. Um, we're not getting back in line for that. It's gonna take forever to get back on. So later in the day, I was like, okay, there's a, a runaway train roller coaster. One that, you know, it's adults. you got to be 40 inches taller, you know, to be able to ride. I was like, you know, this used to be his aunt's favorite roller coaster. I'm going to put him on this. There's no big hill. There's It doesn't go really. It goes, it goes, you know, medium fast. But it's a good opening roller coaster for kids. Yeah. Loved every minute of it. He actually went back on it this uh, Saturday. And so I went a little bit too far the next one. <laughs> oh, no. What do you mean? Okay. So uh, you've been to Kings Island. Uh, I've, you, no. I've never been to Kings Island. You've never been. Okay. Then we I've have to been. get you to Kings Island. 
but there is one of the oldest roller coasters they have there. It's called the Racer. Yes. It's exactly what it is. It's two carts side by side. They go down the hill. They run around. And the first one back wins. I don't think anyone yeah. ever keeps track, but it is <laughs> <Right>. what it is. <laughs> so, like, you know what? He said, I said, how about you want to try the racer? He's like, yeah, let's go try the racer. I'm like, I haven't been on this wooden roller coaster forever. For good reason. It yeah, sucks. Wooden roller coasters beat you up, man. This one definitely. This yeah. one really is rough. So I get him on there. He's like, I can see the scare getting in his face when we're going up the hill. So we're going higher, and we're going higher, <laughs> right. and we're going higher. And then we hit the hill. And he's crying at the end. Oh, no. Like it, when you guys get up to the top of this hill? Oh, no, at the end. Oh, I'm trying to calm him the whole time. And right. He is in tears. I'm like, oh, you man. You guys essentially just have like the lap bar on top of you? Yeah, that's all it was. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that that one completely backfired on me. That's uh, we tough won't on adults. For a guy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he's, it's funny because we go ahead and we get him measured now when we first go in. And yeah. He's like clearly through the 48 inches. He's almost at the 52. There's only maybe three rides he can't ride now. Right. So it's just, I mean, he's only six. So it's him getting the nerve to ride them, you know, the bigger rides. And I don't want to ruin it now and, you know, and kind of ruin my ride buddy because, you know, Janessa exactly. won't ride nothing. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. Christina's not a huge fan of getting on uh, fast moving. Um, rides either she'll do stuff here and there but anything like a roller coaster it's tough to get her on you and i had uh back in the day had some fun times we mostly went to uh great adventure six flags great adventure i don't know if it's even called that anymore but out in uh north jersey yeah no i looked into it it actually yeah no it still is and man we it was right when i got out of the army yeah and we destroyed that place we had one like the fast pass thing Oh yeah, you were, you were like it was like you scan it and it would hold your spot in line. Like it would say, come back at like one thirty, right? So we'd go ride other rides and come back. I think we rode the Great American Scream Machine like twenty times. Yeah, I feel like we were kind of pioneers of that uh, that fast pass technology. I think that was kind of a recent thing when we were doing that. Yeah, it was it was new and it was cheap and it's no longer new and it's no longer cheap. <laughs> That's right. It's not uh, such a, a huge deal when everybody does it. And it's, yeah. It kind of defeats the purpose. Well, yeah, it's still nice. I mean, they have it here at Kings Island where you actually just walk right up the exit. There's no scanning. You get like a uh, a wristband and you go right in. And it's, I mean, they've got two. Di- now, the, the crappy thing is there's two different levels. You can buy the first one, which is cheaper, but you can't get on some of the biggest rides using it. Then you got to buy like the, the stage two of it, mm-hmm. which obviously is more expensive to be able to get there like the top notch rides. I'm like, that's a, why not just charge one price? Yeah, that that kind of thing is aggravating. <laughs> Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time since I've been on a coaster or uh, any sort of ride that you're get getting tumbling around. I think maybe the last time I did was with you doing something, but uh, I don't know how I... Was it my, a Kentucky my, Kingdom? Maybe, yeah. I think you're right, and that was years ago because they were even shut down for a few years. Um, um, but I don't know how my body would handle just the recovery and recoup. I don't know if it would be fun for me anymore, if or, or it would be just fine. Like how how's it? How do you feel at the end of the day? Do you feel pretty broken? <laughs> uh, it depends on what I ride anymore. Honestly, uh, I found that my adventures to Kings Island now have completely changed 
uh, compared to pre-kids and now after-kids. Uh, right. Uh, now it's I spend three-quarters, if not, of my time in the kitty area, which, I mean, it's a great area. I think it's been ranked, like, number one for, like, the past 20 years. Oh, wow. For, like, uh, theme park-wise, outside of Disney. If you if you exclude Disney, yeah. I mean, for obvious reasons. But uh, I ride, like, for this past time, I got on one kitty ride because I got suckered in by Skylar. <laughs> what? Which, wait, what was it? Uh, it was a, some bouncy car ride. Like, it would, it's like connected, almost like a fair ride. It would pop it up, and then it would drop it and bounce, and then go back up and bounce. Oh, fun. Yeah, so it was one of those, and then I got on, oh no, I got on three rides. I got on the Congo Falls, which I got Zach on for the first time. Which is just like a big raft. They put you in, you buckle in, you go through like a river, and you hit like waves and get splashed, and people are shooting you with water cannons. So I knew he would like that. Yeah. I was like, there's no way you don't like that. That's just fun. And the other one, Skylar loves, loves, loves the, the log flume. It's kind of funny, but yeah, she pointed at it when we were eating uh, dinner, and she's like, "Daddy, gotta get on that." I was like, "And and now when we got on it, yeah, typically it's only you know your party. So if it's there's two of you, there's only two in the boat or whatever. But there's such a line that they put us on with another young couple. So they were probably borderline eighteen twenty in the front, and then there's Skylar, and then there's me in the back." Now, if you've ever seen these type of rides, when they hit the water, the lighter the boat, the smaller the splash, the less you get wet. No kidding. Well, you know, they're, they're probably close to 300 pounds in the front, you know, between the two of them. Right. My big 250 butt in the back. <laughs> and then Skylar. So, I mean, we're looking well, almost 500 pounds in this thing going down this hill. And we hit the bottom. And literally, I got more wet on this ride than I did on Congo Falls. Oh, wow. So I was soaked. And the guy in the front was like, I did not expect that in any way. I was like, as soon as they put us in the boat, I looked at the ride operator and said, you're looking to get us wet, aren't you? And she just kind of <laughs> smirked at me. Yeah. So she knew what was going to happen. But uh, yeah, yeah we, had a, we had a good old time. You know, if it wasn't for the brand new flip-flops that I've got on that, you know, wore... <laughs> yeah, some sores on my feet that I couldn't walk by the time. Then you know, do you wear flip flops when you go to Kings Island? Uh, yeah, normally I do. What? Uh, so your feet don't hurt because flip flops. If I'm wearing them for like a full day and you're walking around on pavement, my feet are killing me at the end of the day. No, they don't really bother me so much. I mean, my feet will wind up hurting, but they're going to hurt regardless. And I figure if I'm going to be riding water rides and yeah, that's true and things like that. I mean, I'd rather have wet flip flops and dry than sneakers, which I mean, I'll be squishing around in for the next 30, 40 minutes. If yeah. You know, they dry out fast. Now, does Kings Island have uh, a bunch of those? You know how they like, you know, hey, take a picture, and you know they you pose for a picture, and then they'll be like, okay, it'll be ready at this booth uh, in an hour from now, and then the picture is like fifteen bucks. Do they have a bunch of those like little money making things? And and if they do, how often do you partake in those? Uh, oh yeah, they bar right when you walk through the gates. They scan your ticket, boom. Yeah. They 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 do their best to you know wrangle you in, take a picture. And my, my go-to is, uh, I've got one already. Oh. <laughs> I've already got one. I don't need another one. Yeah. kind of where I go immediately, even if I'm full of crap. I am. I, I don't buy them. Look, now, I got they, plenty of pictures They of may kids. every now and then get us on a ride picture. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, if they still do that with the log flume, do they take a picture right as you guys like Yeah, they, they take the one with the log flume. There. When we, it was me, Skylar, and Zach, uh, we got on 
she was in between us. It was her first like big ride. I was like, I have to buy this, and the picture turned out good. Yeah. So I was like, I gotta go buy it. I've got to buy this one here. So we buy them very, very far and few between. But every now and then, yeah, they have it. I think every park's got that extra little, you know, let's try to make extra money on these little, you know, people's experience. Yeah. I mean, that's fair enough. I don't uh, criticize it, I guess. Unless they have it too much. There's a point where it becomes unbearable, and you're like, oh my gosh, I wish these guys would just leave me alone. Uh, so you, uh, you mentioned something. Did you get a pool this summer? Uh, we did get a pool. We actually had a pool last year. It was one of those uh, round, kind of inflatable deals. It was only about 10 feet in diameter. We, basically, you kind of pump up the uh, the top ring of it and then fill it with water, and it kind of becomes this almost gelatinous, you know, it holds its shape and it holds its structure, um, but it wasn't very big. I think it was only about two and a half feet deep. We I upgraded slightly. It's not a huge upgrade this year, uh, but we did order a pool and uh, it's about 14 feet by seven feet so it's more of a rectangle okay. and it holds uh, a little over three feet so it's still not a huge pool but I mean my daughter she's you know only five so she when she stands up it's about chest high the water or so oh so it's a perfect depth for her yeah it's perfect for us just to kind of like get in there and on a hot day feel feel a little bit better and take a dip in the pool and it's you know the three of us can get in there and just kind of relax or have fun and uh it's it, last time or last year was kind of a kind of a pain in the butt to keep clean because i used the filter that came with the pool and it was just this really cheap filter that didn't pump a ton of water in and out of it throughout the day so eventually the water kind of got a bit stagnant and we used it less and less throughout the summer i think it's like anything you know you, when you're firing up the grill when the when the summer starts to get warm, right? When the weather starts getting good, you're excited about firing up the grill or like setting a pool up, and then you get to like you know mid late July into August, and you're like, I don't, I just want to stay in the house, and you kind of kind of lose its luster a bit after you you're kind of hip deep into summertime. Yeah. But uh, this year's been a bit better. I've kept up with it. Um, I actually went out and got a different filter for it that bumps out about fifteen hundred gallons an hour. Okay, so it keeps it moving. Yeah, I keep like chemicals wise. You have to put anything in it to keep it clean. I mostly just kind of rely on chlorine. Um, I have these little um, Clorox, actually. You know, I hate to mention brands on here too often because we're not getting paid for any of this. But I, uh, I, I, I buy from a store uh, these little Clorox tabs that have these little colored squares on there that you, you kind of dip in the pool and then you match the colors against a little chart. And it indicates you like what your levels are at for different things, like your pH balance, your chlorine levels, things of that nature, right? Okay. To like total hardness. Um, the only thing I really pay attention to is the chlorine levels, and I would you know make sure that they're at least like kind of around an ideal uh, level to to kill think, off any type of bacteria. Or anything. Yeah, honestly, I think you know when you have a pool that's fairly small, that's really the only other thing you need to look at. When you start having a larger pool, then you want to look at the uh, all the other uh, pH level and everything else. They just kind of are indicators of how to maintain the chlorination and the cleanliness of it. Um, without the kind of levels kind of spiking up and down, they kind of level everything out as far as chemicals. But uh, when you have a small pool that's my size, that's essentially I just had this little floating ducky that I got from uh, <laughs> Walmart and you stick a couple of these three inch chlorine tabs at the bottom of it and it uh, works pretty well. 
Well, that's good. Anything like really high maintenance, it's it can become more of a hassle than it's really uh, it's no longer any fun. Yeah. No. Luckily, I mean, I only change a filter out of this uh, the the pool filter that I bought. You know, it takes a little round uh, filter that you kind of replace, and uh, I've only do that maybe every couple weeks. And then just kind of check the uh, check the chlorine level with these little Clorox strips that I got. And other than that, it's just you know taking uh, the old net and, and getting leaves and stuff out of it and dead bugs before you get in. I, you know, I, water beetles out. I, w- I was remembering uh, how you and I, I when we because uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Chris and I were from New Jersey originally, and there was a point we met each other when we were about ten years old. And there was a point where we were in our, I don't know, early to mid-teenage years. We actually lived right next to each other in a uh, duplex. You were on one side and I was on the other. Oh, what do you mean? We were always on each other's side. It was <laughs> never, we were never on one side without the other. The other. Oh, yeah. We shared a porch and uh, we spent a lot of time. Big old nasty chair that would sit in oh, all yeah. day long. That thing was really bad looking back on That's it. what I'm saying. Like, I look back, I, and specifically I was remembering the pool that you guys had in your backyard at that place. And uh, I don't Do you remember how it broke? No, Do you I don't remember, remember that story. No. Oh, so it was me, Jenny, and Brandon in it, and Brandon was still small. Yeah. And it had the the old school like aluminum siding on it. Yeah, I remember rust and sharp edges. Yes. <laughs> so it was rusting down one of the like, where, where the bolts were in one spot. Right. I tapped the side. It broke. Oh my god. It threw Brandon almost all the way across the yard. Wow. Uh, Jenny went halfway, and I didn't go as far just because I was larger. Yeah. And all I remember is looking at my foot and seeing it bleeding. No way. I don't remember that. Yeah, my foot got cut, but I was concerned about Brandon. Now, why I really remember this story is my mom said she was about, she almost decided to get the camera to come record us in the backyard, but she decided to go ahead and make dinner instead. Wow. And there's the reason we missed out on winning America's Funniest Home Videos. (laughs) Dang, you guys could have been uh, 10,000 richer. Oh, yeah, and sitting at Disney somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, that that, I'm shocked you did not know that story. No, I'm I'm sure, you know, when it happened, I'm sure I was aware of it. I just couldn't, you know, that's something I forgot about after all these years. That's crazy. Yeah, I'll just think, yeah, you got to push some stuff out to put some new stuff in. I mean, literally, that was over 20. I don't want to... I'm dating ourselves again, but that was what around mid '90s, right? '96 or so. Yeah, because I we left uh, New Jersey to North Carolina in '99. That's when I moved in with you temporarily to go That's ahead and finish right. school. Yeah, so it was a few years before that. Yeah, so it had to be about the '96. It was because you were still living next door. You didn't move yet to the house. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it had to be roughly. 96 time Marie. Nope, so that's what made me think of that pool is just like me maintaining this pool and just like, you know, it's fairly clean and sparkly and the water's, you know, crystal clear and and I was thinking back of pools of, from my childhood and I was like, I don't think, I don't remember that pool being looking as good. I just remembered like, like you said, like sharp white aluminum edges with uh, with rust and spots. Well, you think about it, we had that option or we had the Mars River. Yeah, that's right. We were actually we were swimming in areas where it said no swimming. I I remember going. So I don't know if this was with you or not. It may have been with a, you know a group of our friends, you know Chaz and yeah Joey and all them. But I remember going swimming in an area where it was like we were jumping off like railroad ties, and we couldn't touch the bottom. And if for yeah. some reason we got cold, and we started a little campfire. <laughs> <laughs> And the next thing I remember is like we had the Millville police down there, like wondering what this fire is. 
Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It was a... But we had experiences like that. So if you weren't swimming where you know in the pool, because we didn't have a big public pool anywhere. No. No, I guess you're right. Yeah. It was either, you know, we make you make it happen where we're not supposed to be swimming, which I think every generation does at some point. Right. Or, you know, you know, get a pool that's not exactly the in the best of shape. And at that time frame, I think above ground pools were kinda not we the safest. Yeah, we didn't care. No, I mean, we're, we're getting wet. Yeah, we got in it. I remember like uh, the chlorine making our eyes red. <laughs> oh yeah, we'd always open up our eyes underwater when we shouldn't. Yeah, and we come back up when they're like bloodshot and you're, you're, like everything's hazy. Uh, we lived. We survived. You guys oh, almost. Fun. You guys almost didn't survive because the pool broke. The pool broke. That's uh, a little safer. I keep it a little safer than you and I had it back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's always good. You know, we got we to gotta try to break our kids in some way. I know, right? Are we raising cream puffs? No, right? No, I know uh, I know you aren't. I mean, you have you have your kid in the, uh, the like, the ninja classes and stuff. Oh, ninja class, swim class, and if he's not doing that, I'm kicking him in his butt and knocking him down, so. Yeah. I do that, everything I can. To... That's something that I think uh, you and I are probably trying to do, because I'm trying to, I, I want to get uh, Verona playing soccer and... Uh, getting her into stuff now too. We're going to be looking into. Uh, I think we were thinking about. Um, I don't know karate classes or stuff too. But my parents never really kind of pushed anything like that as far as like extracurricular activities. Um, so I'm I'm trying to like make that a thing. With yeah, but you turned yeah, out th- broken, so we can't. Yeah, I don't want her to turn out <laughs> like me. I am a cream puff. I th- I'm literally made out of cream. No, I think with uh, with Zach, I mean, the main thing I was looking at is keeping him busy. But with keeping him busy, he's becoming super strong. Yeah. Like, he's he's now found out he can do a one-handed cartwheel. Oh, my gosh. So, it's like, it's one of those, he's doing that, he's now, with him swimming, I mean, he's using, swimming, he's using every core muscle he can get. Yeah. And he's swimming clear across the pool now, freestyle. Wow. So, he's doing that, it's just, this fall, he's going back into soccer. So, it's one of those, we try to keep him busy, and it's not something that we force on him like he played t-ball and he didn't enjoy it so we're like you know what? you want to try soccer and he's like he wanted to try it we told him he said you pick one it's either soccer or it's going to be baseball t-ball yeah and he decided soccer and then he liked it so he said he wants to play it again this year so you know, with him doing that and he's not far from being bumped up to his next level in swim class and Skyler's kind of doing the exact same thing yeah uh she actually swam half the pool today oh saturday right and uh, I'd never seen her do it before. So every time, like five minutes before the class is up, they call the parents in. Uh, the kids show the parents, you know, something that they learned in the class or, you know, something, a skill that they're working on or perfecting. Mm-hmm. And then you have a brief conversation with her teacher. And this one was, Skylar jumped off the, the bench and started swimming. And her teacher kept on backing up. And they got halfway and she stopped and she got her. Oh, wow. And I, it was the, and like facing water yeah. the whole way, looking at the bottom of the pool, kicking and pulling it. I was shocked. I mean, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, I, we knew she can do it. Yeah. But she always wanted that, like, comfort of her teacher being right there with her. Exactly, yeah. And now without her being there and just going was uh, was nice to see. And she's going. She's going quick. She I mean, she's already skipped a level in her, in her swim school. And she's getting ready to bump again. And she's super young to be bumping to the, late, you know, the, the next level. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I like about the their, their swim class, but also the exact ninja class. They don't they're they have ages where they want them to be when they get to that level, 
but they don't hold them back if they're ready. Yeah. They just go ahead and let them go, rather than them getting bored and risking you know, and them losing them. All right, it's, the level of strength he has is beyond what I ever had. Have you thought about like putting him in like an official uh, karate class or anything? That was the original idea. The original yeah. idea was putting him in, in karate just because, uh, you know, he's a six-year-old boy. Yeah. He's, you know, pushing his limits. Discipline, you know, that may not be a bad idea to do. I think that's the main draw for me is just, I mean, there's the physical aspect, of course, but you can get that with uh, a lot of stuff. But I, I feel like the discipline, like kids that aren't going to be into it, I feel like they wash out pretty quick. But the kids that actually stick with it end up just having this level of discipline and, and listening and understanding mentor versus student relationships a lot yeah. earlier on. And I think that helps with them, you know, in school and, and with mentors going along, and, you know, and further in life, too. So I feel like there's an added benefit there. Yeah, right now we're walking the line. I've even talked to his, uh, his coach, Josh, a few times about this. Uh, he's... I can see he's comfortable. I can see he's enjoying himself. Yeah. But there's times where I don't see him listening. Right. And he completely misses what's going on, or he's just doing his own thing. And based on his age, he's not even supposed to be in this class until he's eight. So no he's, kidding. He's two years ahead of where he should be. I see. Wow. So, and that's when his, his coach was like, you know what? Don't really worry about your worry about that too much. Just because he is so far advanced in his skill level, his actual like listening and everything isn't. He's not concerned about it. right. Just because of where he is now, that was my concern because I want to see him paying attention. I want to see him like respecting his coach a little bit more. But he, there's almost a level of of him being super comfortable. Like, yeah, he he loves it there. It's like he knows what he can do, what he can get away with almost. And, uh, you know, we even have to talk every time we go in. Hey, buddy, you know, hey, go ahead. I want you to listen. I want you to pay attention to Coach Josh. Do what he tells you. Uh, don't do anything, you know, when he's, you're not supposed to be doing. And as soon as he walks through those gates when he's on his floor, it's like everything Daddy talked about is gone. Yeah, I kind of find that that's been one of the toughest things that I've come across since becoming a dad is trying to determine where that line is of like, hey, I really need to jump in and correct this behavior, or hey, I really need to assure her, or I need to take action at this point to like um, try to make it a teachable moment, or there's other times where it's just like, I mean, hey man, she's four, and am I just trying, am I projecting too much onto a four-year-old? Yeah, that, <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing I'm walking, because originally I coached him in T-ball, so I have that. I mean, you've always known. I've got that coach bone in me. Yeah. It wasn't a shock to anybody to find out that I coached him when he played baseball. Right. And now that I'm not, it's telling that part of me to stop. Yeah. You're standing. You're watching. You're letting let the teachers and coaches be the teachers and coaches. Yeah, exactly. Don't. The worst thing that I I I've read and actually being you know being the coach is having the parent trying to coach from the outside yeah that's because you start getting mixed signals you start knowing not knowing who to listen to and i feel like it has to be more of a really direct relationship between coach and the kid yeah so there's only been a few occasions when he's really like hey daddy's right here you know let's not do that yeah 
So I try my best not to interject. And there, there's parents that are standing at that wall watching, and they have no issue interjecting. Oh, I'm sure. And I, we don't see it a lot because I don't know if it's something that is brought up to them maybe in a private you know conversation. Yeah. But uh, it's I, I I can tell definitely based on some of their posts on Facebook and you know things like that. It's definitely looked down upon. You know, let the coaches do their job. Let them they they know your kids. They know how to handle them. Uh, your mom, your dad, I mean, you know your kids better than they do, but they understand the limits they can do as well. Here's something. Now, we haven't, essentially, we've had programs come in and do tumbling with her through her daycare. She started a little soccer program through her daycare. So we didn't have to do any research, really. It was just, you know, daycare said, hey, can you, you, you know, your kid can sign up for this thing, and we normally do it because we want her to be a part of things, right? Yeah. But you have had the experience of actually going out and doing a little bit of digging and research and like picking and choosing what activities you guys go for essentially what's your process there i mean do you vet out how do you know if something's going to stick how do you know if that the coach is going to be a good coach or just kind of you know a, a lazy guy or like what do you is it just like trying something and seeing if it works and just trying a bunch of stuff and seeing what sticks yeah, I mean, it was, it's kind of, I I dumb, dumb lucked into a couple of the things we're doing right now. So, you know, being in the line of work now, I deal with customer service. So I see a lot of people, I talk to a lot of people. And one of my customers at the time went ahead and told me about this gym that does this American Ninja Warrior type thing for kids. Yeah. And I'm like, hold on, what? He loves that show. So I'm like, okay. So he told me the name. I went online. I still researched it. Uh, it looked good, but you know, a gym, you have to go see. Yeah. Because, I mean, gyms can look good on, online and everything, but if you don't go actually walk in there, uh, you're not doing your due diligence. You gotta make I sure it's you gotta make sure it's clean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I walked in this place, and, and they weren't even really open yet. Uh, so I walked in, their lights were off, their desk was open, there was someone there, and they lit the place up for me. They, they gave me a tour. They showed me everything. They showed me where their gymnastics setup is, which he wouldn't even actually be doing. And they right. took me to his uh, his ninja room. So I was impressed right out the gate. I mean, they gave someone that's not a customer an, an outright tour immediately. Yeah. And when you walk into a gym, it, you some you know it's a gym. You can smell it. And did you did gym, you smell this one? No, that was you one smell what the gym was cooking. <laughs> <laughs> It actually smelled clean to me. So I was like, okay, that, that's a good sign. That's a big deal. And then deal. they offered up the uh, a free like a free trial, and it was that day. I was like, you know what? Let's just grab him. I brought him in. He went in there. He, he tried his ninja class. He loved it. And, you know, the rest is history. He's, he's yeah. stayed ever since. And really, teacher-wise, uh, he's had a teacher rotating that is like the assistant. The assistant teacher, it has he's had many of those. But the main core teacher is actually the director of that that actual class, that like that the ninja like organization. Yeah. So and he's actually an ex marine, and he's young. So yeah. he, and he's one of those things. He, you can tell he wants to laugh at things, but he has that training in him to like to kind of keep the straight face as long as he can. All right. It's kind of funny watching him because Zach pulled something off this past week. He did a flip. His legs were over his head. His butt was in the air. He looked at his coach, <laughs> and he said, I fired the cannon. <laughs> I'm like, 
dude. And he, he's telling, Coach walks away. He's looking at me, hand on his face, <laughs> trying to keep a straight face. I know he wants to start laughing. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's how that worked. Now, with being there, their swim class, uh, one of his friends in there come to find out, me and Janessa were looking into getting him in a swim. And I found out he was a swim teacher. I was like, okay, swim teacher. Come to find out, he was actually the owner of the swim school. Oh, no kidding. So, once again, they told us to come over. They have a family swim environment uh, that, you know, when you're a member, you get you know, a free hour a day or it's two hours on a certain day. Yeah. Just to take them in the pool, you know, get orientated to the area, the changing areas, the whole area. And we took him in. He swam. He played. And I signed up both kids pretty much on the spot. It was one of those. I was very impressed. It was clean. The water was nice. Right. It was it was a kid environment. So, yeah, those two I just I honestly just stumbled into. Now, you know, the, the soccer and everything, that's just, you know, our local Y. Right. And, I mean, there's one of his friends, uh, dad's a coach. And we're going to get him on the same team, you know, with him this year. So, I, I kind of already met his dad and everything. So, that that's just, you know, the normal... You know, you know the kids, you know uh, the family. You know, it's just things that you, you, you get into when you actually have a kid within, like, the kindergarten and first grade and birthdays yeah. and all that takes place. But the other two, would just I just kind of stumbled into, and it's been one of those really good things. No, that's cool. I appreciate that. I, I think that's something that we're really kind of – well, she's starting kindergarten this year, um, and then outside of that we're really going to push and try to get her into one or two things over the next year. See yeah, once you're in, once she's in the kindergarten, there's gonna be a bunch of birthdays. Be ready. Oh yeah. And you're gonna get to meet the parents and know the parents, and you're gonna find the other little girls that are in dance or in ballet or yeah, exactly. You know, gymnastics, and you can just kind of piggyback off of uh, what they're doing and seeing what their experiences are, and just kind of going from there. Yeah, well, stay tuned for that. I'm sure there'll be stories about that kind of thing over the next year. You um, not to change uh, topics here, but uh, you did mention that you. Uh, you work in uh, customer service or you deal with a lot of people um, and I don't know if uh, folks know but you work for a pretty large uh, cable company uh, but I've come across you and I are a little bit different I've been a the, the term is a cord cutter I've been a cord cutter for a couple years where I, I essentially just watch things via streaming where I have a pretty solid internet connection um, I have AT&T fiber that I actually picked up a couple years ago and it's a gigabit speed up and down um, and then we just use you know there's the streaming services there's Netflix there's Hulu and uh, the the apps that you can kind of sign into whether it be like Nickelodeon or whatever and, and watch things kind of on demand and over the last year I did start uh, DirecTV Now which is a service that essentially they give you cable channels first they were just cable channels and then they added locals to our area so I essentially get like 60 channels or so. I'm grandfathered in at a good price. I have that deal for 35 bucks, and I have like 60 channels, including locals. Yeah, that's so not so bad. that's that's a good deal, and I'm you can't get that deal anymore because <laughs> I was an early adopter, and uh, I was grandfathered in. What's that deal in. good for now? Do you know? That same deal for 60 channels and locals, it probably is closer to between 50 and 60 bucks. I think. Um, How much are you paying for your your, uh, your gigabit internet? That's 70. Okay. But that's another thing where I think I got in early because they had, uh, I have an AT&T, like a big box at the end of my street. And I just happened to be looking, this was like two years ago. And I, I know that they were putting down lines in our neighborhood, like near us. 
and I put my put in my address, and lo and behold, I was eligible. Um, so, I mean, you know, we have AT&T for our mobile service, too, so everything's kind of packaged in. You know, we got cellular, we've, mm-hmm. we have the uh, the fiber internet, DirecTV now is a part of AT&T, so there's all that. I got a package deal with everything, too. Um, so the price, my pricing isn't typical. I think normally folks pay a bit more than I do, and I know pay, folks pay a lot more than you typically do about the month. Because you oh, work for a cable company. Well, I take a thumping, so I definitely earn that very low <laughs> bill I have. Yeah. I mean, seeing that no one likes their cable bill and they always want to take it out when they, they you know, they're paying their bill on the person who's taking their money. Yeah. It's no fun. So it's definitely uh, something that is earned. Definitely right. coming up this uh, this Thursday, I think it is, which is the first. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's my worst day of the week. No, that worst is definitely. Day of the month. One of the greatest perks is not having that bill month to month. Because there was a short time where I worked for a company before they were bought out by Time Warner Cable. They were called Insight down here. Uh, but I worked their customer service, and that was my favorite part was having free <laughs> free TV. Yeah, I actually haven't paid for TV service in a while because I was a technician at one point with another company. Mm-hmm. And then I wound up, you know, I left the actual business for a while, and that's when I actually became you. And I cut the cable because I wasn't paying for it. I paid for the internet, and I got, yeah. and I got my service elsewhere. But uh, I'm not going to turn down any type of free service in any man. But, yeah, I mean, we. I look at it daily. I hear the complaints all the time. You know, you know, the bill's too high. This is that. I got other, you know, other options. And they're not lying. There's a lot of streaming options out there anymore. It depends on what your comfort level is. Yeah. Uh, it, it comes down to age. Uh, are you, you know, our age here, or are you our parents' age? Our parents' age, they are accustomed to a cable box. They don't want to buy a Roku. They don't want to buy a Fire Stick or, you know, right. one of the TVs that have everything built into it. Yeah, smart TV, it's it's like them using a smartphone. Like, they'll use one or two apps, and the rest of it will probably go to waste. Well, I mean, we, I mean, we have cell phones. Yeah. So, I mean, all, the argument a lot of times with a cell phone is I don't use, you know, I don't want a smartphone. I love my flip phone. Well, your flip phone is is an antique, and you really can't even buy these anymore. I exactly. Mean, you can find one periodically if you're lucky, but for the most part, that is a technology that is no longer used. So I uh, pictured that eventually TV, as we know it, would eventually go away. You know, back 10 years ago or so, I'd envisioned that you would essentially have a computer, um, but of course, in my mind, it was a huge tower, that you would hook up to your television, and then you would uh, watch TV by just you know logging into abc.com, and then you'll see just live ABC across your TV. Now it's a little different than that, but it's I mean it's not too different from that anymore with these no, apps. It's, and it's not too different, but I think it's uh, I, I think it's one of those things that if these big cable companies really be patient, yeah, it's going to come full circle because it's going to come back to them if they're smart about it. Just because right now it's the Wild West when it comes to streaming. I mean, the price points, if you want live TV, isn't much different than if you're paying through the other cable services. But then you have your live TV. It's very competitive. Yeah. And then you also you have, okay, so most people have Amazon Prime. So they're yeah. paying, you know, $100 a year for that. Uh, then they also have... Netflix like, is a must these days. It's yeah, like you, you got to have, have Netflix. Yeah, you're going to have it in some manner. I mean, you're going to pay for it yourself, or you're going to rip it off your parents, whatever. Yeah, you, yeah <laughs> exactly. It's, it's probably going to be installed on your, your TV or your Roku or whatever, and maybe you just uh, maybe you just sign up for it for a month because your favorite show 
you know, Stranger Things comes on, you're like, well, I gotta watch Stranger Things, and then you cancel it the next month. Yeah, but, you, well, but, yeah, you sit down, you binge it, and like, you know, three days, and it's done. Okay, now what am I watching now? Yeah. But you mean you got Disney Plus is gonna be coming out as well. So I mean, you have Netflix. It's what fifteen dollars roughly, give or take. Yeah, depending on uh, which one you get, you can still get like the basic, like eight or ten dollar one, I believe. But if you have four K, if you have four K TV, that uh, actually bumps the price up to about fifteen, sixteen. Okay, then you have you know, the the Disney thing. So before you realize it, you're paying. 70 bucks if not more for your your entertainment for your tv service yeah so it's it's one of those things do you want to wait it out do you want to cannibalize themselves but i think in the long run it, it may come full circle and it may come back to the cable companies that may cost more to get the individual apps and the individual content than it would be if you have one provider that provides you all that content i think you hit that nail on the head it is the wild west right now because you've got You've got your big boys, your big companies, your your AT&T, your, your Spectrum, your Verizon, who have been, you know, they've been in one form or fashion kind of the, um, the guys to beat as far as if you want to watch TV on anything besides an antenna, you got to call up their company and have them come out, send out a technician, pay $100 to uh, install a box, and that's just the way things been going for a long time. I mean... I mean, they they started hanging up coax cables in the late seventies, and we've been they've been on the same technology for that long. But now things are changing, and they're changing so fast. And you're getting you know fiber lines being put down. You're getting gigabit internet speeds to where you're you're not worrying about things like lagging and mm-hmm. the things that you we would have typically have to worry about. You know, even just five years ago, as far as buffering and and streaming stuff, and that's going to become more and more the norm. Um, and there are a ton of companies taking advantage of that, whether it's Sling TV or Hulu or AT&T with their DirecTV Now service. Um, but be, And because there are so many out there, they're, they're competing against each other, and they're keeping that the, their price points fairly low. But uh, that's not always going to be like that. Eventually, there are going to be... It's going to be whittled down to just a few services, and those prices are going to go up. Yeah, and I think one of the main things with some of the the big companies, like we were saying, your, your Spectrums and AT&Ts, is right now I think they're holding on to the cable box more for a generation that is still comfortable with it. Yeah. I think they should actually, what they would need to do is basically do away with it. Ditch exactly. the box. you got to completely do away with the box and go a streaming service. Now, that's it's, you're walking a thin line there because... How do you provide a new customer that service if they don't have that device? Yeah, uh, we're seeing that now where we actually offer Apple TVs. Now it's smarter for you to go to Best Buy and buy one outright, but you can actually pretty much lease them, just like a uh, a cell phone. Oh wow! Or or not lease them's the wrong way to put it, but basically a payment plan. Yeah, installment payments. Yeah, and you can go ahead and you can have them shipped to your house. You can you go that that route, and quite frankly, the content through the Apple TV is much better than the content through a box. Apple has. I have never owned an Apple TV. It's essentially either been Amazon's products or Roku, but I am super jealous. Just Apple make things look so pretty. Just the user interface is just top notch. It's better than anything else out of the market. Yeah, you, no, you, see, they got their hooks into me. I started with the the, you know, the iPad, then it went to the phone, yeah. and then the watch, and I got the Apple TVs, and I'm now operating on an Airbook. So, I mean, they they clearly put the hook in. 
and they ripped back hard. I was astonished. I couldn't believe how much of a of a uh, tri- uh, tried and true uh, Apple person you had become over the years. And I swore against it. Yeah. I was like, I am not doing it. I am not going to be that guy. And it just slowly but surely just kind of morphed into something that when I wasn't paying attention, yep. it happened. Yeah, you're like, ooh, this is fun. Oh, an Apple Watch. Oh, that's cool. And <laughs> before you know exactly. it, like, hey, you're I, listing I, I, off more than a handful of stuff that you own. Like, oh, yeah, wait, yeah, I got yeah, a ton of stuff. Yeah, we sat down the last time. I was like, okay, basically every device they, they, they offer besides an actual like, desktop setup, yeah. I own. Right. And it's ridiculous thinking how much, if I sit back and look at all my devices, how much I have spent in just that technology. Because it's not cheap technology. And that's kind of one of those things that I've kind of stayed, reasons I've stayed away from it. For as long as I did, it's like I don't, I can't justify spending a grand on a phone. Well, I got a grand sitting to the right of me. Right. It's like I didn't know I had a thousand dollars, you know, a brick, a hundred dollar bill sitting there, but <laughs> there it is. You know, I mean, Apple themselves—they're going to be bringing out their own streaming service, Apple TV, in There's the next few one. months. I mean, and they're all smart enough to know that they're going to get one big show. Yeah. And they all, and that's what they launch on. I mean, Disney's doing it with the, like the Mandalorian. Uh, Amazon Prime is working on the new Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, what's another one? Um, I mean, the Stranger Things. I think that was a defining thing for Netflix. Yeah, Stranger Things. I mean, it, it's still going strong, and I'm a, uh, I'm a little ways behind. I'm only halfway through season two. I know yeah, no spoilers. Vlog me now. Um, but anyway, I, you know, as far as just, uh, that's something that I wanted to bring up with you because I know you know you have experience working for these kind of larger companies and these telecommunication companies and. It is the Wild West right now, and I think we're we're about five to ten years before seeing how this thing eventually shakes out and settles like it had been, you know, through the 90s and yeah. most of the 2000s where you only had a couple choices with, uh, you know, your television options. Um, but it's, it's going to be crazy seeing all these different companies release all these different apps and all these different services and seeing which ones actually stick around. It's really going to come down to the big box providers when they provide the internet. Yeah. How fast can the internet go? How fast, I mean, how much is it going to cost you? And then on top of all that, how fast are the devices that we're going to have be able to process? Because they can give us a gig all day long, but if our, our computer or whatever device we're using can't see that gig, it's, it's useless to us. Well, gig's not the standard right now as far as internet connections for folks, so the technology that receives this fast internet connection isn't quite there yet, but we are going to get there soon in the next couple years because once they release 5G technology as far as cellular service, yeah, that's going to not only go to your cell phone, but you're going to have the option to put a little box on your roof that picks up a 5G signal, and there's your home Wi-Fi. That's how fast that the 5G signal is going to be. It's I'm hearing things like over a gig. It's going to be like 1.2 gigabits per second. Wow. 5G. So it's going to change the face of mobile as we know it. Because LTE is fast, but essentially if you get on FaceTime or, or anything like that, you're going to be able to make mobile face-to-face calls where it doesn't drop. You're going to have crystal clear audio. You're going to have high-resolution, high-res visuals. So, you know, the same kind of services that we have, only extremely, you know, sharpened and uh, much more crisp and high-def. So it's, And that's coming in within the next couple of years. Once they start actually rolling out 5G, um, the technology is just going to follow it. Yeah, well, I hope it, I mean, based on my experience with, you know, 
the customers I've been dealing with, we're still dealing with old tube televisions. Exactly. So yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's another one of those things we're going to be, people won't buy something new if the old still works. Yeah. And they'll bend over backwards to make the old work to prevent from buying something new. Right. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, gonna, it's a generation, right now, it, it's, it's a generational gap. It is. I mean, the technology is going faster than a lot of people are able to just even keep up with, even if they wanted to. They're just like, I can't, first of all, I can't afford it. Second of all, it's just becoming so far away from my knowledge level to where I can't grasp it. So uh, it's, you know, that's that's something that they're going to have to think about too, just consumer-wise, how many people they're leaving in the dust. Yeah, and, and also I don't think they think about it. It's one of those no. things that they're going to keep up or get lost up behind. Right, and that's, and I mean, I, I don't know how smart that is to, eventually you're going to leave too many people behind and you're going to go out of business. <laughs> yeah. But as long as they're selling the product, if they're still making the money and the bottom line is still a, pro, you know, a profit, they're going to yeah. like, you know what, they're going to either get it or someone's going to show them how to get it. Yeah, and we're just going to keep moving forward. And well, these companies like Geek Squad are going to be uh, are going to be benefiting from it to go out and show people how to do things. No, that's true. So, stay tuned. More to come on that over the next uh, few years, I imagine. And we'll we'll try to keep up with uh, all the latest uh, tech news and as as long as well as the uh, the kind of the pop culture stuff and, and talking about what's going on with us personally and, and family wise. Um, here as we kind of uh, rev up this podcast, but I think that's been a pretty good episode. What do you think? Yeah, we uh, we got to some you know, stuff that uh, we both know a little bit about, and uh, the kids. Well, the kids are the kids, so <laughs> <laughs> they're always going to be there. Yeah, this, yeah. Was a, this was an enjoyable time. Absolutely. Well, guys, I appreciate uh, you hopping on board with us. I appreciate you listening, and uh, feel free to reach out to us eventually or soon. Here, we're going to have. Um, you know, uh, show art. We're gonna have all the stuff that comes to the podcast, Facebook content. Uh, think about doing an Instagram, all that, all that good social media stuff that comes along with uh, anytime you're trying to put content out there. So stay tuned for that. It's on its way, and uh, we'll we'll uh, meet with you next time. <laughs>